Welcome to Quest for Gold. I'm Ryan Burrow. We continue to keep you up to date on qualifying events ahead of the Summer Games in Tokyo. This is a big week for U.S. soccer. The U23 men's team has an opportunity to punch its ticket to Japan during the CONCACAF tournament, which has kicked off in Mexico. The U.S. men's team has not qualified for the Olympics in 13 years. The fearsome American beach volleyball duo of April Ross and Alex Kleinman won their first FIVB tournament in Doha, Qatar in a year. The hardware is nice, but the victory also adds 800 points to their qualifying standings. They were already ranked second in the world, not far behind them, the U.S. team of Brooke Sweat and Kerry Walsh. Discussions continue over whether the U.S. should boycott the 2022 Winter Games in China. We told you last week the U.S. OPC does not think that would be a proper way to express U.S. frustration with China over horrific human rights violations. Senator Mitt Romney, who headed up the 2002 Winter Games in Salt Lake City, agrees. In a New York Times op-ed this week, he says prohibiting U.S. athletes from competing in the games would be easy, but the wrong answer. Instead, he'd like NBC, which owns the broadcasting rights to the games, to highlight some of the atrocities committed by China during the network's coverage. This week's Athlete Spotlight, we feature USA Volleyball standout Lauren Carlini. The suburban Chicago native has been playing overseas, even during the pandemic, but there have been some issues, including a positive COVID-19 test one of many well it's been over a year since we talked last time so where are you at now last time you were in moscow where are you now i know i can't believe that i am now in istanbul turkey and loving every second of it it's the best have you been there during this entire pandemic or did you just get get there over the last few months Yeah. So ended up fleeing Moscow basically after COVID hit and everyone's shut down. So I went home to Chicago and was there for about a month. Um, And then I went out to California, did a little training out there um, just to be in contact with the national team, even though we weren't doing really training together. Um, And so, yeah, I was out in California until let's see, August. And then August 1st, I headed out to Istanbul and I've been here ever since. So eight months, almost going on nine months now. And of course you play there professionally, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm with Turkish airlines now. Um, we've actually just finished regular season. So we finished in fourth place, which was our goal. Um, it's been the same top four teams for like 10 years or something. And, uh, we were able to break into it this year and, you know, take one of their spots. So that was pretty, pretty awesome. So give me some pandemic stories. What, what has all happened during this time? How has training been? Have you been kind of bounced around? Lots of interesting twists and turns. So um, I would say the first thing was going into national team training. This was a total bummer because they were finally letting us in the gym. So many protocols though, like everyone had to wear masks. You had to stay six feet apart. You couldn't actually physically touch each other really. Um, and so I ended up doing only like one or two days training in the USA gym and then ended up getting COVID. I got COVID. So I couldn't train anymore. The you think most you got it from training? Bizarre... Did you get nope, it from training? I got it. I was just out like at dinner and ended up getting COVID that way. So just unfortunate. And that itself wasn't a big deal. Okay. I got COVID. Yes. Quarantine, blah, blah, blah. The worst part though, was I was supposed to be heading out to Turkey and most people now they're testing and it takes 10, 14 days to test negative maximum. I tested positive for over six weeks. 
So I was going on day 45, 46, where I was testing positive. The amount of things stuck up my nose was unbelievable in those six weeks. So um, basically I was testing positive all the way up past when I was supposed to leave for Turkey. Um, So I had to keep pushing my flight back. And once I finally got to Turkey, I am supposed to get a test upon landing. And I'm like, well, I finally got a double negative. There's no way. What do you know? I come here. I test positive. I broke down in the hospital. I was like, there's no way I've been positive for six weeks. Um, you know, this is unbelievable. So it ended up being a false positive and I got a double negative after that. So six weeks of having COVID basically and testing positive. That was the first thing. Um, luckily we haven't had to play with masks or anything. Um, it's been pretty free and teams throughout the season have caught COVID. We actually got our team caught COVID, Uh, I want to say maybe three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. And I was the only one because I still had antibodies that was negative and kind of was able to skirt through that. So it's just been a lot of adapting and adjusting and schedules have been totally wonky and all over the place. So it's been a really good season of like learning patience and just going with the flow and not getting too worked up when things don't, you know, go directly as planned. So did you have symptoms of COVID over that entire six weeks or did you have any symptoms at all? I was pretty much asymptomatic, really. I had a little bit of a sore throat for one day. I had a nose, like I would say sinus pain for another day. And then besides that, nothing. So that was almost the more frustrating part was I didn't even feel sick. I had no symptoms and I was testing positive for that long. So I, um, I skewed the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for sure. What's it What's it been like in Turkey as far as um, how they're handling it? Is it different than the U.S.? Is it different than it was in Russia? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say with Turkey, they're a little bit more strict here um, than both those places, than Moscow and at home in the States, obviously, <laughs> um, in most cases. And so here, they we, we were pretty good up until middle November. Once middle of November hit, it was pretty much complete lockdown. Um, there was no restaurants open. You can't, there was only takeaway, um, and delivery. So no dining, anything like that. Um, there was curfews on the weekends. So people weren't even allowed to drive their cars. Like you had to have special papers to even go out, uh, on the weekends. And just two weeks ago, they started opening things up. So now we can go and eat from 7am to 7pm. The only complete lockdown day is Sundays. Um, So the rest of those days, you can at least go and dine in restaurants and um, kind of be out and about. But it's been pretty strict protocols here for the last couple of months. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can stay in this zone where we are in right now. I've, I've been quarantined and, and, you know, in lockdown and we've seen the various, uh, you know, things that have been put in place in the U S but, you know, that's home for me. I, I, you know, it's basically just hanging out at home. It's gotta be different being in a country where you don't Mm -hmm. maybe speak the language. You don't know the people. I mean, what, what has it been like just not even being on the court, just handling this? Yeah. You know, it's, I, we keep saying we're like, we demand a redo of Istanbul, Turkey, because this is an amazing city and we're not getting to like fully experience and immerse ourselves into it. Um, so f- fingers crossed next season, I can come back here and do it again. But 
It's actually been not too bad because at least we can hang out with our teammates um, who are obviously we're interacting every single day together anyways. So we are, we're managing to stay busy. We play games, we hang out, we watch the bachelor, just like we would be at home. Um, So it also helps that technically with our American passport, we can be out and about, but rather not push the limit with that um, since we are still working here and we are living residents. So you know, you can always look on the sad side of things, but it really helps having Americans on my team and other foreigners around um, that are in the same exact situation that I am. Is it the same restrictions that you had in Moscow where it was only two foreigners allowed per team? So this one is a little different. We have three that can be on the court um, in Turkey and then four on the team total. Okay. So a couple more. Last time we spoke, we talked about how in the United States, the way volleyball was going is uh, up to the college level, there was kind of a gap between getting to that pro level, especially in the United States. What we saw during the pandemic is a lot of the college non-football basketball sports had to cut back. So I I don't know if you've been able to see or communicate. I mean, did this last year hurt the state of volleyball as far as advancing and expanding the sport at all? You know, I don't think so. I think it's unfortunate that college didn't get to play at their usual allotted time in the fall. I think that's a really cool season to be able to play. And so with the spring, things are a little bit more condensed. Um, It's a lot of training time before you go and you start. Um, So everything's been really wonky, of course. But I think no matter what the interest for college volleyball is still there. I think that it helps that this AU um, athletes unlimited volleyball is starting in the United States and they're running a professional league right now for six weeks. Um, And I think it's getting pretty good attention Um, and girls are playing um, in their homeland, you know, in the United States. And there's a couple of really great um, foreigners and international players that are in that league as well that are trying to grow the game. And so I don't think it really stunted the growth. Um, I'm just hoping that moving forward, when things start to normalize again, there is just, I don't know, just another step in exposure and another step um, in terms of growing this game and making it even better than it is. So what's going on with USA Volleyball? Did everything just pause in March of 2020 and then it's going to pick up with the same schedule in theory in 2021? You know, that's a great question. We're still waiting ourselves to hear actual scheduling. Um, Pretty much with the Olympics, they are, what they're telling us is 100% it's happening. Um, Most likely going to be no foreign fans allowed. So it will be all Japanese fans, which for volleyball is great. They love volleyball. So every single game is still going to have that great atmosphere. Um, It's of course going to be a little sad. You can't have your friends and family there to support you and watch you. Um, But They'll, of course, be at home cheering us, cheering us there. Um, So Olympics shouldn't change that much. There's going to be a lot of, you know, rules, regulations that go into it. The things before that, though, like Volley Nations League, they're still deciding on where this bubble format is going to be, how long it's going to be. Usually this is a six week tournament. Um, But are they wanting us to do a bubble for six weeks somewhere like China? Um, with no switches in or out. That's a lot to ask for a team right before the Olympics. So I think 
we should be hearing about that by the end of this month at the latest. Um, and that'll be coming up soon. That's in May going into June, that tournament. And then pretty much the 12 that get to represent our country will be turning right back around and going to Japan in July. So and last time you said summer, it, that yeah. roster is determined about a month before the games, then who those 12 are. Yeah. It should be a month before. Um, this may be a little bit different just with the Volley Nations League, uh, VNL happening. Of course, a lot of rosters and people are going to get thrown in and out. And then I think as we go, it's going to get narrowed down a little bit to what could be our 12-person Olympic roster. So we may know about a month ahead of time. And with you playing, and you said you've only, you're wrapping up the season, right? I mean, you're just trying to stay healthy, I would assume, uh, to, to, to get through this, this point. You know, it's trying to stay healthy, but also every day working to get better because you know that you're still fighting for a spot on this USA team, but also your pro team now is one of your main, if not your most important thing. Um, We're going into playoffs now. And so trying to fight for a third place spot or go for that medal um, in playoffs is super important. And especially with Champions League bids for next season um, on the line, it's 100%. 100%. My total mentality is here in Turkey, but in the back of my mind, working towards and focusing on things that, okay, this can also prepare me when I step into the national team gym again. Do you feel that this year pause helped from your perspective or helped or hurt the team? Um, I know that, you know, you've got some older teams, perhaps that uh, another year kind of hurts them. Um, maybe some younger teams, it's not that big of a deal. Some Sometimes maybe it's, better to have a little bit more maturity or another year under your belt. I, you know, it's in retrospect, it's, it may, it may have been a good thing for us. And I think it is a good thing for us. We all get one more year of experience under our belts. Um, most, if not all of our USA girls are having great seasons overseas. So having that momentum going into our national team, gym, it's, so important. Um, and I think we're all excited just to get back together again. It's been well over a year since we've seen each other and been able to play together. And, um, we've been doing really incredible work over zoom calls, um, messages, just a lot of behind the scenes things, um, while we're all overseas right now and hoping that this all comes together when we get back, um, in the gym, because we've been doing really, really great work behind the scenes. Have you been playing in front of fans or no fans? No fans. The only thing it's been like really limited guest list. So you can have one person guest. Um, But then all of our, like, how do I say our managers, people, owners of the team, um, they have been at the game. So I would say very minimal fans. (laughs) Is it weird? Is it weird not playing with screaming fans? Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of become normal. Um, There was, where was it? I don't know if we were watching a game, something, and there was like actually a decent amount of fans in the stadium. And we were like, this is weird to have like noises coming from the stands that isn't just the music over the speakers. So I think it's actually going to be a little bit of a readjustment process, but it's going to be amazing because that's what creates all those butterflies and like game day feels. And it's, it's the best. So hopefully when we get into Japan and uh, Volley Nations League, we can experience that a little bit more. How's your family been holding up during all of this? Great. You know, it's (laughs) every day you're just trying to work through it. And of course, um, my dad's a firefighter. My brother's a firefighter. So they're 
going back and they've been at work like normal. Um, they're both vaccinated. So that's great. Um, you know, sister's been working, mom's been working. So nothing too abnormal, just in the house a little bit more than, you know, what they're used to. So nothing to complain about. I assume you're ready for this pandemic to be over. Yeah, I think, I think we all are like, it's even now I'm talking, I'm like, God, I feel like I should have a mask on for some reason, but I, I'm in my house alone. I shouldn't need a mask. <laughs> you get good at anything while you were, while you were in quarantine. Did you learn how to bake something or did you? <laughs> sure didn't, but I, I cranked through most of Netflix. I love Shit's Creek. I'm just now starting prison break. I don't know why I've waited this long. I really got to get with the times with that. You know, we have been playing a lot of games, though, like I said. So we've discovered some cool ones like um, Monopoly Deal. So instead of just normal mono- like Monopoly board game, it's just with cards. So you can play in like 15 minutes. Uh. Um, I'm not married, but I've heard it's a marriage runner because you can like intentionally screw people over. And I think some people go to bed very angry with their spouses over that game. Um, Bananagrams. We are very good at Dutch Blitz. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it's pretty much like a solitaire game. So we've been playing a lot of games. Thank you, Lauren. We'll continue to track her progress in the coming months. Thanks for tuning in to Quest for Gold. We'll be back next week. I'm Ryan Burrow.